All right, welcome to the latest edition of WARP in Cincinnati. Paul Jr., Trent Rosecrans of The Athletic, here with you. Trent, how's uh, how's the bunk? Are you bunkered down? I am uh, in the basement, even, uh, in my bunker ah. down. Um, so that's where we I am as well. my office. Yeah, you're a pretty, pretty princess Officially, setup. Yeah, I was gonna say, did you did you put a bunch of like, uh, do you have like a pink teepee in the corner and like the the pink basketball hoop and like the little chairs with the crafts? Because that's what I'm looking at right now. No, we actually did set up an actual office type setup. Oh, um, I've been on MLB Network <laughs> in this, so I would it would be I with would video. love to yeah. go on national TV down here. That would be fantastic. If only, if only you could see my setup with all of the pink tapestries and uh the little mini slide and the mini trampoline. I could I, I think people would get behind this. Yes. All hits done from playrooms. All hits done from your kids' playrooms. That's that's where we're at right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um it's it's crazy. This actually used to be my kids' playroom, but we decided that the rest of the house seemed to be her preferred playroom. So maybe <laughs> I would actually get like a playroom. Um, yeah. so it's kind of my little space. I didn't have a space before and now I do just in time. Yeah. Well, pre preemptive strike for the next forever. However long, uh, we are doing WARPs in quarantine, uh, apologies in advance for all, uh, kid, dog, whatever, uh, outbursts, uh, that occur in the background. We try to keep them to a minimum, but I really have zero control at this point, much like most of us. Yeah. I think we all kind of understand, uh, yeah. the situation we're in. And, um, luckily you and I are both home. Our families are home. Um, so hopefully everybody out there is as well and, uh, everybody is safe and, uh, you know, just, hopefully everybody's taking care of what they need to take care of. And, uh, so, um, it's kind of nice to, to, to talk to you and Chris in this, this, this way, just because this is how we're going to have to get used to interacting for a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, you know, it's, I, we do need to, I do want to preface before we talk about something as frivolous really in the big picture as these baseball games and this team just, you know, the, the the importance to everyone to just listen to the smart people, you know, listen, not listen us. to the doctors. <laughs> but you know, you can still subscribe. <laughs> yes, and 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 just this, take care of yourselves, take care of your families first. Worry about everything else later, um, and how important all this is. But that said, let's talk about baseball and the Cincinnati Reds, of which are obviously not playing. Um, and spring training shut down. Can, Trent, can you just do a quick nutshell run through of everything that has sort of happened in Goodyear and where they're at with both the major and minor leaguers and, and everything, just so people know kind of what's going on? Yeah, I haven't been in Goodyear for a little bit. Uh, talked to Dick Williams on, was it Saturday? Oh man, I wish I had a timeline in front of me because everything is kind of run together. <laughs> A little bit, but, um, you know, at first they said, Hey, we're suspending games. And then it was like, okay, spring training is post is canceled. I guess was the word. Um, and, uh, opening day postponed. Um, and then it was kind of came down to, well, a lot of this is, is still developing quite honestly. Um, I just saw Derek Gould, uh, Rob Manfred was in Cardinals camp and talked to Derek Gould of the, um, 
St. Louis Post Dispatch on his way out. And he said, we are not going to, this is as of Monday around 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we are not going to start on April 9th, Rob Manfred tells us as he leaves conference call. Says he's not going to speculate, but he says owners are still hopeful to play a full schedule, unsure how, limiting informal workouts, not locking camps. So, basically, players were given three options. Uh, these, this is Major League 40-man players, um, so it's a little bit different for, for a lot of different other people. Um, but they were given the chance to stay in uh, their spring training locations um, or go home to wherever their off-season home is or go to where um, they play, so i.e. Reds play or Cincinnati. And really those those choices are all up to the individuals and everybody has a different individual reason for choosing one of those. I know um, Tucker Barnhart, was going home. Uh, he drove from from Goodyear to Indianapolis or the suburbs of Indianapolis where he lives in the offseason. He has a young child and a pregnant wife. And listen, Tucker made the right call um, to yeah. go to go. And, and everybody had their own things. You know, there's a lot of guys who live in Arizona or, or own property in Arizona and have a home in Arizona. And maybe it's just easier to stay there. Uh, the, the um, camps are open, but they have to be very careful, like like the rest of us, um, to use those facilities, keep their social distancing. Um, so, uh, you know, those guys can probably go and play catch and, and keep their arms warm or, or do some other things, but limit how close they are to others. And... Uh, so that's a possibility. And then there's some, like, you know, we talked to Dick Williams and asked about Shogo Akiyama. And you think of the, the guys who are from other countries. Where do they go? Especially Asia, which is kind of on the front lines of this. Things in Japan are, honestly, talking to friends of mine there, they're, they're kind of looking at what's going on here and, and marveling. Um, things are more normal in Japan now than they are here. Um, so, so, but, but how long does that stay? And, you know, for a guy like Shogo Akiyama, I, I believe Dick Williams said that his family had already come to the United States and they have a place in, in Cincinnati. So he may come to Cincinnati. Uh, it's just, it's just all up in the air. And, and you know, for those guys on the 40 man, there's 40 of them, um, and, and they have that. Now, minor league players were also given the option to, to stay in Arizona or go home. That, that could change by now. Uh, there's a lot of questions about pay because for both the 40 men and the minor leaguers, for all the baseball players, they only get paid during the season. Um, players on the 40 man get a, um, per diem. Uh, minor leaguers usually get a couple meals. Uh, Dick Williams said this was as of Saturday. The minor leaguers who stayed would still get fed. Um, they were getting fed breakfast and given a box lunch to go home and a per diem every day. And that's kind of how that was being used then. But again, things have changed since then. And, uh, it's all kind of up in the air. You know, Rob Manfred just was on that conference call with, um, with with the owners and um, the people in the um, 
in, in, in baseball. So, so yeah, so it's, I mean, it's all just kind of up in the air right now. And we're learning a bunch of different things, uh, even as we speak. So, uh, what we know is that there is no baseball and there's not going to be a baseball for, for, for a little while, just like other sports. So, I mean, we got you talk about. Let's just whenever you know the idea of playing out a full season seems. I don't the logistics. I don't even know what the logistics of that would be. I mean, yeah, with the, you have to think about that. Where you finish the season in, in in your spring training complexes, maybe I don't know. I, I mean, but the thing is, once let's just say whenever it is that they decide that they're going to try to restart the season, regardless of time frame, they're going to try to play the season. Now. Did, will the teams have to restart in with a couple of weeks of spring to get going? Or do you think they would just, or is that, or is that so far down the road that you can't even predict what that would look like? You know, I, I was talking to one player and he said, you need, it was his, his opinion. And it's a veteran um, that in his opinion, and this is not a uh, not a pitcher, so it could be even different for pitchers. And um, I need to ask some of those. But in his opinion, it would take three weeks minimum of of a, of a modified spring training to to get going. You know, it's funny for for years players have talked about how spring training's too long, and uh, it's it's a little different now. And so it's going to yeah. be um, I don't know. I mean, there's so many unforeseen effects to this like how does it deal with pitchers pitchers arms how should they train for the unknown you know it's it's one thing when you know that spring training is starting february 14th and the regular season is march 26th well you know how to ramp up to that now you're not ramping up and do you ramp down do you how, how do you do it and what's the best on your arm because for, for pitchers, this is an unknown. This is, nobody knows how this works or is going to work. And so it's going to be, it's going to be trying for, for a lot of people on that level. Now, again, like, like we said earlier, we don't want to minimize the rest of the world because there's a lot more important things than how an arm bounces back and how a pitcher can throw for a baseball season. But we're talking about baseball. So that's kind of, I, I, you know, I I think we did the blanket um, disclaimer early, (laughs) but I still just want to throw the blanket disclaimer out there. It always feels necessary because it's, it's weird even talking about baseball like this, you know, because of everything else. The other conversations are so much more serious. Yeah. But yes. So, yeah. So I don't know if I answered that question or basically, Basically, the answer is we don't know Jack at this point. Yeah, and, I don't think anybody does. And, and, I think everybody's just that you kind do. of going day to day, week to week. Right. Um, and we've seen so much change in such little time that it's—I um, don't know, man. It's—it's just—it's mind-boggling, and and I think uh, I don't know. I just hug my kid. Right. Exactly. And I think everybody feels that way. From from a Reds perspective, it's just kind of – it's almost – everything about this is unbelievable and impossible. But, you know, the year they decide to <laughs> sp- 
spend all the money and really go for it and so much riding and and now the whole thing is the whole thing is in jeopardy you know i mean everything is and you know if you're the reds you're sitting there and you're thinking okay well you know how what, new, nobody knows what the parameters will look like but how do you reform that do you do you, you know inevitably you're looking probably at some sort of shortened season that you're trying to figure out and you just try to get hope that you can get to the tournament uh, at the end if the, if there is one but it's like yeah. to be talking about that it's like there's so many steps i think it would be fairly fascinating it would be like every single team being in a pennant race if you play if you had like an 81 game season or something like that oh yeah the regular season the, the importance of every game would be so heightened yeah um and they had i assume you'd have to reform the entire schedule on the fly or would you like just play all division games or something i don't know how you would do it and uh yeah it's it's there's probably a million different ways to try to do it um and whenever it's announced and whenever it happens somebody else is going to complain about it but uh it's it's just one of those things it's going to happen and like everything else we'll just figure out you know it's funny i did kind of go not funny but you know funny not haha just funny peculiar uh, I was kind of writing the other day about like, let's see, in uh, 95, they started late. The Reds won their division, went to the NLCS. 90, there was a lockout, started late. The Reds started on the road. Um, they had a pretty good season in 1990. Um, let's say 81, where they had the two halves, and that got all screwy, and the Reds had the best record but didn't make the playoffs. Uh, 1919, because of the 1918 pandemic and some other, and the start of World War, or the end of World War One and and all the other stuff, uh, that season started late. 1919, uh, we know the Reds won that World Series as well. Um, so, you know, that's just kind of uh, frivolous talk. Um you History know. suggests the Reds will win the World Series. Is all is what you're saying? I'm saying they have a better. No, <laughs> I'm saying that this has happened in the past. And hey, you know, yeah. jokingly, silver linings. They aren't real silver linings. Uh, and if you want uh, two more of those, say, well, Eugenio Suarez's shoulder should be okay for the start of the season. Um, Nixon Zell's <laughs> yeah. too. So, yeah. yeah, if you were worried about the health of of those guys. Uh, well, I, what is is Trevor Bowers holding wiffle ball games or some sort on? He did, yeah, on his like Twitter and Instagram. I I find this this stuff's kind of fun, and you know, it's like we see more and more people trying to come up with these weird things to do. Could they? Could we get more of those? <laughs> I would advise we, against. We may be at the point in quarantine where. We we maybe point in the in the quarantine where like you the the guys playing catch that you mentioned from a proper social distance would be like really prime viewing stuff and that maybe they would show on ESPN. If if Trevor's one of them, he will certainly um, push it. I'm sure he will. You know, he has he's big into all that. And hey, it's possible. Trevor's a, Trevor's a different cat, but you know, I, I think. He, his wiffle ball game, it was, he set up a GoFundMe to help stadium workers, and I think that's pretty cool. I mean, so back in, you know, the, you mentioned the, the workers, and that has been a very um, interesting topic around all sports as this goes down. You know, you get into, I mean, there's every single business, every, everywhere is affected by this in some way, shape, or form. You know, when you get into seasonal, freelance 
stuff like that. I mean, these that this, these are significant blows. Have you heard anything from the Reds as far as their approach? If there, it seems there's a lot of sort of I wouldn't call it falling in line, but a lot of teams, specifically the NBA, that are taking care of as many of those employees as possible. Have the Reds made any sort of indications on that? Yet? Uh, part of that's coming out um, with the conference call with Major League Baseball. Um, I think there is going to be league-wide uh, help for those. Um, we do not know if that includes, quite frankly, minor league players who are who are um, basically seasonal workers as well. They only get paid during the season. They get paid less than minimum wage. Um, we do not know all of that yet, and that's kind of stuff that everybody's working on. And I know that everybody who does do that kind of work is, you know... <laughs> They hate to hear, oh, it's being worked out because they, they've got mouths to feed. You know, they have income that they need. You know, even, um, James Fegan of the, of, uh, the athletic covers the White Sox for us did a story about, uh, sports photographers. And, and we know some of those guys who shoot for like Getty images or AP or, or on a freelance basis. Their, their livelihood is shot, um, because there are no sports to shoot. So, I don't know. There's, there's the, the trickle down effects is so vast. Um, yeah. I mean, we know being in our business, you're right. There, there's a lot of people, whether, you know, the people that work seasonal for Fox sports, you know, that whether you're talking about blue jackets and reds, and then you get the, the you know, these, all of these TV companies that employ so many people that make, full livings off of that and only do that because it does pay so well when you do it now you're sitting there and no games no freelancers you know there's no and there's no recourse for those people um again a small blip in a in a a lot of people undergoing sacrifice and stuff but their sacrifice is real and uh it's tough you know And, and how how everybody handles it i think it's been cool to see so much of the charitable aspects of people, of players, of even of owners or whatever, like all the way down to, you know, things like GoFundMes and things like that of trying to make sure you find ways to help everyone any way we can, uh, because everybody's, everybody's affected, um, by it in some, some kind of way, some worse than others. And when you get into livelihood, you know, we, we are lucky, you know, we work for, a company that I, I've been proud to say that I'm a part of in the way that they've handled this and, and knowing that they're going to take care of us. And, and, and when you're in our spot where, you know, let's be honest, the, the check shows up regardless uh, of whether you're playing games or not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, but, you know, in general, compared to people where sure. the checks are dependent on the games – it's just a far different peace of mind and anxiety yeah. uh, on top of all the other anxieties that you have. And I just can't even imagine what a lot of those people, you know, uh, are, are going through too. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just the, the trickle down effect is just so, so vast. And, yeah. um, you know, I don't, I, I don't even know what to say. I think we're all kind of saying the same thing and it's just, you know, yeah. be good to those around you and, 
and all that. And some of that is, you know, talking about whatever your local restaurants near you are. And my wife and I talked about that this morning. It's just, you know, we're, we want to, cause we've read about the, all the issues, but it's also, you want to help those businesses. I mean, we love going to Tortilleria Garcia right down the street for all the time. And we want to make sure that they stay open and they can be open. Um, you know, it's just, you feel for these, these people and you do whatever you can. And sometimes it's just reaching out and, and buying some tacos. So I, I don't know if that's going to help anybody, but it, it's not going to hurt. Um, you know, from everything I've read, it's heck, it's, it's more dangerous for the delivery person than the person getting delivered to, um, I don't know. I, I just want to follow as many of the rules as possible because that's what they're there yeah. for. And I don't know. This is <laughs> it's a, it's it's so a tough weird. spot. It's, it's so weird to talk about because it's talking about something that it's one thing, you know, and it's and from a baseball perspective all the way to a literally like how do I handle like my daily – any daily routine of you, you just – there's no precedent. No, none of us have any Not precedent in our lifestyle. how to handle lifestyle. this. No, and the only the closest thing to a precedent is looking at the carnage that's happening across the world, and that's like when you're looking for precedent. Like I don't, I don't know. I don't. All, all I know is it's it's scary when you see what's happening elsewhere, and you just want to do everything you can to try to avoid as as much, you know, pulling of the percentages in the right direction as you can, and, and try to help that. And there's just you're you're trying to plan for something that you have no understand of how understanding of how to plan for and it's like so when you try to talk about things like baseball or things like jobs it's like i don't know because we even go into the you know what the the economic effects of all this will be and it's like there's it's it's endless like you said it's an endless ripple effect that's really hard to wrap wrap your brain around at this point yeah yeah so we tried but we tried to we tried for 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 twenty three minutes here, we have attempted to wrap our brain around. And, it. And um, I was just thinking, it's like you know, we'd love to hear from you guys. Um, you know, tweet at us, email at us. I'm at C Trent on Twitter, CT Rosecrans at uh, theAthletic.com. Love to hear what you guys want to hear or want to read about. What we can do. Um, we we have a lot of different things. Uh, Internally that we're talking about, whether it's, um, I don't know, favorite baseball books or baseball movies or football or whatever. And just, you know, we're going to be spending a lot of time, um, in our homes and, uh, trying to figure out times. Video games was kind of a fun one that we had. What was, what, Polly, Polly, what's your favorite baseball video game of all time? Oh man, my favorite baseball video game. Did you ever play any baseball? You no, know, I was. Or? I wasn't as into the baseball. I mean, MLB Two K. Like, I I wasn't as into. The, I played a lot of NHL ninety five. Oh I yeah. Played so much. I played so much Madden. Oh, I mean, every year I would get the new one. I was sort of a Maddenaholic a little bit, and those were kind of the main games. I never got as into baseball. You know what? I played a lot with my like. 
uh, my like nieces and nephews basically was uh, when they just had the Wii baseball when that fir- when the Wii oh, first yeah. came out when that was when you could just like swing and and hit you know it was like that was kind of a whole new cool way to do it so when that first came out I played the Wii baseball but outside of that I mean I, I would say <laughs> that's that's the the most extent of it Chris Meaney just uh, our producer Chris Meaney just piped in on our slack while listening the mlb the show is out on tuesday um i do not have a playstation 4 anymore i did for a while and i got rid of it um because it's all too complex for me i am a bases loaded guy on the nes that was my game that's my jam yeah um so yeah that's about my level of possibility so there's a, there's a lot out there. I'd have to really go revisit my uh, my old uh, you know daily habits when I was like 14 or 13 and, and try to remember what exactly. It's, it's all it's all a blur of God knows what I was doing back then. But yeah, hit hit us up uh, with your ideas. I, I I've got some ideas, uh, some fun stuff that we're going to be doing here in the very very near future that I have been wanting to do for a very 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 long time. If there is a tiny tiny silver lining of bright light in this whole thing, it's that some time for some projects that had unfortunately been on the back burner and uh i'm excited to tell you more about that that's my tease though other than i know you're gonna love it and that's it's kind of been my baby uh for a long time and i know you're gonna love it and we're gonna be uh we're gonna be going into it very soon that's my big tease it's coming soon it's gonna be very exciting that's all i'll say about that all right, I'm going to take a quick break and, and ask you, if you were to guess on average how many days people in the U.S. have to wait to see a doctor, what would you say? A week maybe? Actually, on average, people have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities, basically a month. If you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want treatment as soon as possible. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of your home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides the treatment's right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions and you want to adjust your treatment plan. So with Roman, there's no commitments. You can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com slash W-A-R-P for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash W-A-R-P for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Uh, outside of that, I think we've... Uh I think we've we've about covered it. I have to dive back into Bengals world because the NFL has decided that they're just going to go ahead and keep on going, apparently. Uh, never never a moment they can't take advantage of. And um, so also I want to get in there uh, on, at The Athletic right now. If you are listening and you don't subscribe, uh, we were able to – one of the things they did for the next 48 hours or so, or starting at some point today, I'm not sure exactly when, uh, we were asked to do a couple of our favorite stories – and tweet those out and put those out. And those are unlocked for uns- for people who don't subscribe. So you can read some of our, our favorite works. And um, that was kind of a lot of fun. I, I even went in our little Slack and uh, said, hey, Paul, Jay, Shannon, Justin, these were my favorite stories of yours. And they'd already picked. So it, it wasn't whatever. Um, but I thought that was a lot of fun. And so what you have... Um, there should be a link on my Twitter to mine and I'll probably retweet a couple times because what else am I going to do is, uh, I, a couple years ago, 
uh, two years ago, I went to the Dominican Republic and uh, visited the Reds complex there and, and wrote really about uh, baseball at its lowest level in the professionals when you're talking about 15, 16, 17-year-old kids. And um, it was it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed writing it and even enjoyed more uh, reporting it. And hopefully some will enjoy reading it. And that is up on um, The Athletic at C-Trent, or Twitter.com slash C-Trent. Um, it should be on my Twitter page. And that is free and unlocked for all to read. Um, and then, Paul, you had a great story, uh, more Bengals related, but not really Bengals related, but on mascot football. Yeah, no, the... Yeah, of course on mascot football. You know, I, I, I wrote to my wheelhouse. You know what I'm saying? Like this is, that's, that's my beat. I own mascot violence on the athletic. Okay. Anytime there's mascot violence, Pete, there should, there should be a Slack channel just for me to, to well, hop in and give my opinion on it. I mentioned uh, <laughs> on Twitter how we did that fantasy league one year. It's correct. We did do a fantasy ha- halftime mascot football where we all drafted players. Um, who won? I totally I, forgot. Know, uh, I believe Jim Ozarski won that because uh, the Cyclone mascot went absolutely bonkers in that game as he has won to do, which is what we learned. And that's what I wrote about because in this game, this was this was a game uh, – I, I picked this story because to me it's the perfect example of what the athletic allows us to do. And that is write what we find interesting and because we, we think you might find it interesting. Amen. And it was, it was Bengals – Patriots, literally the Patriots, the defending champs were at Paul Brown Stadium, but it was just another loss. It was fairly blah. There wasn't a whole lot I had to say, and I was walking down to the locker room thinking, "What am I gonna what 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 am I gonna write?" And all I kept thinking about was how during mascot halftime, the halftime football game, the Bearcat mascot went out and trucked four little kids. And blew them up on his way into the end zone, and it went viral on the internet. Like everyone was was retweeting the video that came out about it. And I kept thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? I asked around to the to some of the Bengals people that had contacts for the, the team that came. Is there any way I could get in contact with the team and some of those kids? And sure enough, they want they were excited, and the kids were the best. The kids like were so excited to be all over the internet, getting stiff armed and like planted in the ground by this mascot. I could get all into the dynamics of the play, and and it was so much fun. And I had so much fun writing it. It was one of my favorite stories that I've that I'd written. And it, I could not. There's no other place I've ever worked where I could have done that. Where I just said, "All right, whatever on this game." Jay, Jay, my partner, Jay Morrison on the Bengals, is handle the game function, which was there. There was, you know, enough there for him, but not. We didn't need anything else except for the chance to tell that story, and it was just fun. It was interesting, and I love that this place allows us to do stuff like that, which is why I picked that story. That and the fact that I am obsessed with mascots and mascot football. Amen, man. I just remember like that when we did the fantasy one and sorry, I know you want to get out. Uh, but like I was texting people I knew who were mascots to see who would be playing what position before the draft, before our pregame draft so that I would, I was trying to get like, you know, your running backs. I want to know who was going to be the running back <laughs> so that, cause I needed the insider <laughs> info to get to make my draft picks. It's fantastic. But anyway, so yeah, you're right. Those are unlocked. Um, it, obviously, all, all of our coronavirus coverage also unlocked, um, like most uh, uh, subscription sites have done. 
Um, if, if you, the more you want to read about that, it's all, there's tons of stuff but if you out there. Don't, um, there's so, so much other great stuff. Uh, Mark Carrig on the yeah. Brewers logo, uh, that just was one of mine. Um, Alex Coffee on an amazing story about Matt Olson. Um, just all sorts of stuff that, that should fill your day with non coronavirus if you so desire. Yes. Uh, so yeah, all that's out there. And of course, you can always subscribe. Uh, we love having you. Uh, and uh, there's there's so much where I, I can tell you we're going to be working so hard to continue to tell great stories to do interesting things and stuff that you'll find interesting over this uh, you know over this time period where you're looking for stuff to fill your days. So we're going to do our best to do that and work hard for you, even though it might be from uh, the, the 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 podcast Pink Podcast Playground Palace in my basement. So <laughs> doing our best for you, uh, Trent. It's been a pleasure as always. We will reconvene soon. We have to. Because we've got to figure out how we're going to do this. <laughs> yeah, well, like like everybody with everything everywhere, we'll figure out how it's going to do. But we're still we're still here for everybody. So thanks everybody for listening. Uh, stay safe out there. Hug your loved ones, and uh, we will talk to you next. Don't time. hug anybody else though. <laughs> Keep your yes. No hugs. No hand pounds. No high fives. Only for those who are already inside of your house. So see you next time on WARP. In Cincinnati. Ooh. Ooh.